0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of It's Football, Not Soccer, a podcast dedicated to the beautiful game. This is your host, Daniel Cervantes, with another round of football action. It's been a very, very busy week, all things considered right now in the realm of football. We've got some good action going in all of the different levels. We're going to be talking about, of course, Mexico. We're going to move into Germany for a little bit, and then we're going to be talking about the fact that it's a very busy time both in the European competitions, the CONCACAF competitions, especially on the women's international stages, we got some action on all sides. For women's action, the CONCACAF Women's Gold Cup and the UEFA Women's Nation League are all back in action as it stands right now. And so we're going to go ahead and get things started with the La Liga MX we're talking about Liga MX, Liga de Expansión MX. We're going to talk briefly about la Liga MX femenil because of course they're going into their international break. We'll talk Bundesliga, 2 Bundesliga, Frauen Bundesliga, the UEFA Champions League and Europa Leagues as well as the CONCACAF Champions Cup as it's come back into action for the first time in a while to be honest. And then we will be talking about the CONCACAF Women's Gold Cup and the UEFA Women's Nations League. It's going to be very very busy, so buckle on up. We'll go ahead and get started right away, starting off with La Liga MX here in Mexican football. We've had some good action here this last one, Match Week 8, over the course of the last weekend. Actually, Match Week 8 is the one that's kicking off today. My apologies. It's Match Week 7 that took place over the course of this last weekend as Mexico has finally stabilized their schedule, at least on the top level. So last Friday, in the week that we missed... We saw all picking up a 1-all draw with Nick Aksa, and Mazatlan picking up the 2-all draw with Chivas, which is honestly a pretty impressive feat, all things considered. A bit of an upset in that regard. On Saturday, we saw San Luis picking up a 3-all draw with Diwana to open up the match day. Then, unfortunately, we had to witness a bit of a tragedy. Uh, Juarez's match between them and Puebla was postponed, as unfortunately we had a tragedy over the last week. The forward, Diego El Puma Chavez, passed away in a car wreck uh, the week before. It was reported on the 14th, it was reported on Valentine's Day, he passed away in a car wreck. It was suspected that there was possibly excessive speed playing into it, and it was a pretty tragic result, uh, to be honest. It happened in the city of Juarez, it was a pretty tough situation there, and so in order to mourn it, you know, the league in general mourned, but... Juarez, in particular, mostly feeling the impact of that. They mourned it. And so they postponed that match between Juarez and Puebla. They'll be replayed at a later date. Um, The rest of the league did continue action, though, because the world does keep on churning. No matter how sad it might be, the world does keep on spinning. And so continuing with that match day, Pachuca narrowly defeated América at home 2-1. And then Cruz Azul narrowly defeated Tigres at home 1-0 to wrap up Saturday's affairs. On Sunday, León narrowly defeated Atlas on the road 1-0. Pumas de Una handily defeated Santos Laguna at home 3-0. And Monterrey picked up a scoreless draw with Toluca to wrap up match week 7. Match week 8 will kick off later tonight. We have a lot of action going on tonight in that regard. It'll be Puebla taking on Querétaro, kicking it off at 6 o'clock Mountain Standard Time. We'll then see Juarez take on Monterrey and Necaxa taking on Pachuca at 8. Tomorrow, another busy day, will be León versus San Luis at 4, Tigres versus Atlas at 6, Chivas versus Pumas at 6.05, and América versus Cruz Azul in a classic Ciudad de México rivalry at 8.10. Then on Sunday, we're going to see Toluca taking on Tijuana at 11 in the morning, and Santos taking on Mazatlan at 5 o'clock to wrap up the match week. Match week 9 is a bit of a cursed time warp <laughs> match week, if I'm being honest, because it's already actually started. We have Match Week 9 games already being played before Match Week 8. Uh, match Week 9 kicked off last Wednesday on the 14th. It's weird. Atlas scoreless draw with Bumas. Then there was a couple of games on Tuesday with Pachuca handily defeating Puebla on the road 4-1 and Necaxa narrowly upsetting Chivas at home 1-0. And then Wednesday we saw Toluca narrowly defeat Santos at home 1-0. America pick up a disappointing one 2-all draw against Mazatlan, and then Cruz Azul, narrowly defeating León on the road 3-2. Then next Tuesday at 6 will be Querétaro versus San Luis. And next Wednesday at 6 will be Tigres versus Juarez and Tijuana versus Monterrey at 8. To wrap up the match week, because time makes no sense and we live in a very wacky world, to be honest, in the realm of football. I don't get it. I'm just kind of a spectator in all this. Match week 10 will then resume, as all things c- as usual, next week. Very busy week in La Liga MX, but things keep on churning. And once again, one final rest in peace to Diego El Puma Chavez, 28 years young. And so we'll give a little moment of silence there. And so after that, we're going to go ahead and move on to the second level of Mexican men's football. La Liga de Expansión MX. Match week seven happened over the course of this week uh it's still also one that's in progress it's a very funky one we're just gonna focus on match week seven coming back after the missed show last week so on tuesday we saw it kick off with cancun the reigning champions taking down mineros de zacatecas on the road 2-0 that was a tough loss for me to watch and then cora caminos de la uate taking down atlético morelia at home 3-1 on wednesday tlaxcala narrowly defeated venados at home 1-0 and Cimarrones de Sonora absolutely dominated Tepatitlan at home 4-0. Last night, the last two matches so far, we had Leones Negros de UDG narrowly taking down Tapatio at home 1-0, and Atlético La Paz narrowly defeating Dorados at home 1-0. The match week will then continue and wrap up this coming Sunday at 4:05 as Celaya will take on Alebrijes de Oaxaca. Match week 8 will then take... Place over the course of this next week coming up, kicking off on Tuesday with Venados versus Atlante at 6, and Leones Negros versus Caminos at 8. On Wednesday, in the 6 o'clock slot, it'll be Alebrijes versus Mineros, and 8 o'clock, it'll be Dorados versus Tapatio. On Thursday, before the next show, it'll be Tepatitlan versus Celaya, and Morelia versus Cimarrones, and then there'll be one more game on the Saturday, the 2nd, to wrap up match week uh, 8, I'm also going to eschew the picks of the match week because this is a very busy week, to be honest. So we'll be focusing just on the match results for the most part. There might be some things when I po- point out some of the chaos results, but we'll see what happens. Then moving on to La Liga MX Femenil. Their last match week before they entered the international window was this last weekend, Match Week 8. On Friday of last week, we saw a pair of major blowouts as América destroyed at Home 5-0. And Pumas picked up the same result on the road over Necaxa. Then on Saturday, only one match was played as Pachuca handily defeated Cruz Azul on the road 4-1. On Sunday, León picked up a one-all draw with Chivas. San Luis defeated Santos on the road 2-0. And Querétaro narrowly defeated the one on the road 2-1. Unfortunately, three matches were postponed uh, for this match week. The match between Puebla and Atlas will be played on the 13th of March at 4 o'clock. The match between Monterey and Toluca has been postponed to the 18th of April. A pretty hefty distance there. That's going to be an 8 o'clock game. And then on April 25th, the match between Tigres and Juarez will be played. Uh, very, very far away. Match week 9 won't be until after um, the international window wraps up uh, next week. Um, so let's take a look at the table as it stands here in the 2024 clausura during this international break. So right now we have Tigres sitting kind of comfortably on top with 21 points. America are currently the runners-up with 19 points, still within a bit of a shot there. Pachuca, also within reach, sit in third with 17 points. Monterrey sit in fourth with 16. Chivas sit in fifth with 15. León sits in sixth with 14. Juarez sits in seventh with 12. And Puebla takes the last spot into the playoffs with 11 points. Teams that are within reach currently are Toluca, Piti, and Pumas, all tied with 10 points. Then it is Atlas and Queretaro, all both with eight points that have a shot for playoff contention as it stands today. Uh, Then the rest of the teams are kind of just kind of hanging out there. It's Mazalan, Necaxa, San Luis, Cruz Azul, and the team currently in dead last, Santos Laguna, with only a pair of points. It's a pretty tough season for them here in the clausura. So with that, we're going to go ahead and move on to the German League, starting off with the Bundesliga, the top flight. Match day 22 happened over the course of this last week, and it was a pretty exciting one, all things considered. First of all, the Friday game had Werder Bremen narrowly defeating Köln on the road 1-0 to open us all up. On Saturday, it was a busy day. May Leverkusen narrowly defeated Heidenheim on the road 2-1. Mainz narrowly defeated Augsburg at home 1-0. Stuttgart narrowly defeated Darmstadt on the road 2-1. Union Berlin narrowly defeated Hoffenheim on the road 1-0. Wolfsburg picked up a 1-all draw with Borussia Dortmund, a bit of a tough result there for Dortmund, and then Leipzig picked up a comfortable 2-0 victory at home over Borussia Mönchengladbach. On Sunday, this day made me quite happy, if I'm going to be honest. First of all, Freiburg picked up a 3-all draw with Frankfurt, a bit of a tough result there for Frankfurt, and then Bauckham. Bauckham! narrowly upset Bayern Munich at home 3-2 in order to open up the gap at the top of the Bundesliga table to 8 points. That was a significant result there for Leverkusen because, after all, Bayern had started to creep in close. But with that result, that was the third straight loss that Bayern sustained that week because they lost to my Leverkusen the week before. Um, that was a very fun game for me to watch, to be honest. Then they lost to Lazio in the Champions League, which I'm pretty sure we're gonna touch, we're gonna touch on real soon. And that happened during this last week, and then they lost to Bokum, Bokum, of all teams to get the upset. I was really hoping for the result. I was very happy to get the result, but um, that was a tough result there for Bayern. That result dropped them then down to eight points behind in the table. And, of course, we're going to have to see what happens over the course of this coming match day. Match day 23, which is already in progress. Um, the game that opened it up today is actually almost over. We have Leverkusen currently narrowly winning over Mines at Home 2-1. Uh, we are in the second half stoppage time. There's four minutes of stoppage time. So this game's going to end during the course of this recording. I have it pulled up on my phone over here because I'm a Leverkusen fan. It's kind of obligatory just kind of watch. I got my jersey on and everything, you know? Um, so we'll, we'll see what the result is in a couple of minutes. But the match day as it continues tomorrow comes up like this. We'll have Mönchengladbach versus Bochum, Union Berlin versus Heidenheim, Stuttgart versus Köln, and Werder Bremen versus Darmstadt as your 7.30 in the morning slot games. Then the prime time game of tomorrow will be Bayern Munich taking on Red Bull's Leipzig at 10.30 in the morning and uh you know, I said I wasn't going to talk about games of the week, but this is the game of the week. Your game between the top, you know, second and third place teams in the table, Bayern on a pretty bad streak, three straight losses, Red Bulls kind of, you know, licking their chops, ready to potentially get themselves a big win here. And hey, I would happily, happily take Leipzig getting a win here in order to open up that to an 11 point lead at the top of the table. Can you imagine how wonderful that would be for me? It's immense. So we'll see what happens there, but this is this is easily a game of the week kind of situation. Sunday's games we're going to see Frankfurt taking on Wolfsburg at seven thirty in the morning. It'll be Dortmund versus Hoffenheim at nine thirty, and Augsburg versus Freiburg at eleven thirty to wrap up Match Day Twenty Three. Should be an exciting one. Uh, then Match Day Twenty Four will start next Friday, um, probably during the recording of the, you know before the recording of the show. It'll be Freiburg versus Bayern. We'll see what happens there, uh, but yeah. Very excited. Um, I'm going to be even more excited to leave Rukus and finish up this win in the next two minutes, but we'll see. So with that, we'll move on now to the 2-Bundesliga. The second level of men's football match week 22 was over the course of the last weekend. Last Friday, we had some pretty good results. Hanover upset Furth at home 2-1. A big, big tough result as the Clover Leafs were trying to get themselves the momentum to assault the top of the table, and they took a result like this. And then Hertha Berlin narrowly defeated Magdeburg at home, 3-2. On Saturday, this game result made me laugh. Hans-Rostock picked up a 2-all draw with Hamburger. Hamburger trying to keep pace with St. Pauli in the top of the table to try and get promoted, but taking a tough draw to a team that is in relegation threat is definitely not what I would say is going to help you, to say the very, very least. I had myself a good chuckle here, because why not, um... That's immensely hilarious to see a result like that. Then Holstein Kiel completely destroyed Paderborn on the road 4 0. Schalke narrowly defeated Van Wiesbaden at home 1 0. And Karlsruhe picked up a 2 all draw with Fortuna Dusseldorf. On Sunday, Nuremberg picked up a 1 all draw with Kaiserslautern. Elversberg defeated Osnabrück at home 3 1. And St. Pauli, continuing their assault for the top of the table, narrowly defeated Eintracht Brunschwig at home 1 0. Match day 23 has already started off this morning had a very exciting game to be honest. St. Pauli narrowly defeated Holstein Kiel on the road 4-3 a very very entertaining result there. Uh, honestly that was that I I I wish I had seen that because that looked like a really fun game. Uh, St. Pauli of course taking advantage of that to continue staying being the pacemaker on the top of the table. And then the second result earlier today was Paderborn narrowly defeating Ves Wiesbaden at home on the road, excuse me, 2-1. The match day will continue tomorrow. We're going to see Kaiserslautern versus Karlsruhe, Braunschweig versus Hertha Berlin, and Osnabrück versus Hannover at 5 in the morning. And then we're going to see Magdeburg take on Schalke at 12.30 in the prime time slot. Then on Sunday, our games there will be Fortuna Dusseldorf versus Hansa Rostock. I am hoping for my team to get the win Greuther vs. Nuremberg, and Hamburger versus Elversberg, all at 5.30 in the morning. And a news update out of Leverkusen, Germany, out of the Bay Arena. The final whistle is blown. Leverkusen have defeated Mainz at home uh, 2-1. Close one there, and so now we get to look for tomorrow to see what Bayern does in response, how they can handle themselves against Red Bulls. I hope they don't handle themselves well at all. Give me that 11-point gap. I want it so bad. We got it. Uh, come on. Let's get ourselves a win, please. Let's get ourselves a title. My excitement just overflowing there. And so with that, though, little little distraction, the match day will wrap up. Match week 23 will wrap up for the two Bundesliga and they'll continue action, as per usual, next week. Moving on now, we're talking about the top level of Women's German football, the Frauenbundesliga, match week 14 was their last match day of the course last weekend before they entered the international break, we'll also talk about the standings as a result. So on Friday last week, Red Bull's Leipzig picked up the narrow victory at home over Eintracht Frankfurt to open up the match day. On Saturday, we had one of the most lopsided results this season so far, Wolfsburg absolutely blowing out Nuremberg on the road 9-1. Uh... First of all, I just got to check the scoring, because that's pretty brutal. We'll see. Wolfsburg, who were your goal scorers? Because, yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, First of all, there was a player that picked up four goals. Not a hat trick. An absolute demolition with four goals. One in the 36th, 71st, which was a penalty, 79th, and then the first minute of stoppage time in the second half. That was Iwa Eva. Pajor, Eva Pajor, major props. Uh, picking up a four piece in an absolute demolition, and also a uh, nice little, nice little brace there for Alexander Pop, icon of German women's football. There, uh, yeah. Uh, sorry Nurnberg, but severely outclassed by Wolfsburg. Not even close. My goodness. Second match of Saturday though, Freiburg handily defeated Werder Bremen on the road three nil. On Sunday, we saw Hoffenheim narrowly defeating May Leverkusen on the road 2-1, which has been unfortunate. Bayern Munich then defeated Essen at home 2-0, and Duisburg picked up a scoreless draw with Kohn. The next match day for the German Frauen Bundesliga will be on the eighth of March, match day 15, as the international break continues, and we're going to take a quick peek at the table as it stands into the international break. It's Bayern Munich currently on top of the table with 36 points. The only team currently in a genuine race with them is Wolfsburg, only a point behind in second in that first of the Women's Champions League qualifier spots. Frankfurt then sit in the second qualifier spot, nine points behind with 26 points. And then the only team really within shot of them is Hoffenheim with 24 points. Middle of the table, it's Werder Bremen, Leverkusen, Freiburg, Essen, Leipzig, and Köln. Our two teams in the relegation zone are currently Nuremberg with eight points. They are only three points behind Cologne with 11, so they still have a chance to escape potentially. And then Duisburg, poor Duisburg, sitting in dead last with four points. They are they're not escaping anytime soon, to say the least. Moving on now to the UEFA Champions League. Round of 16 action has actually been going on for a little bit. I completely forgot about this, and that is 100% on me. Uh, round of 16 actually wrapped up. Well, not really. Round of 16 is actually still going, but we've had round of 16 action since the 13th of February, so uh, that should have been touched on like in the last episode, and that is 100% on me. Um, so my bad. So we'll quickly just talk about those round of 16 matches that have happened so far. So on the 13th, Manchester City defeated Copenhagen on the road 3-1, and Real Madrid narrowly defeated Red Bulls Leipzig on the road 1-0. On Wednesday... To open it up, Lazio narrowly defeated Bayern Munich at home 1-0. That was the second of three straight losses I mentioned earlier that Bayern had sustained. And then on that same day, PSG defeated Real Sociedad at home 2-0. Earlier this week, on Tuesday, we had Inter narrowly defeating Atletico Madrid at home 1-0. And Eindhoven, PSV Eindhoven, picking up a one-all draw with Borussia Dortmund. Wednesday, just a couple days ago, Porto narrowly defeated Arsenal in a bit of an upset home 1-0, and Napoli picked up a one all draw with Barcelona. The round of 16 will continue in a couple of weeks. It'll be the second-leg matchups. Those games will be taking place starting on Tuesday, the 5th of March. So next week will be the week off, and then the week afterwards, which is during my spring break here, uh, they're going to be going right back at it again for the round of 16, those second-legs, those away matches. See what goes on there, but I'm excited there to say the least. Then in the Europa League, the round of 32 wrapped up actually yesterday. I once again apologize for missing up, messing up, and missing the first leg matches that happened all the way back on the 15th of February. Uh, we had a lot of good matches to say the least. First of all, those first leg matches went up like this on Thursday, the 15th. We had Feyenoord picking up a one-all draw with Roma. Galatasaray narrowly defeated Sparta Prague at home 3-2. Shakhtar Donetsk picked up a 2-0 draw with Marseille. Sporting CP defeated BSC Young Boys on the road 3-1. Milan handily defeated Rene at home 3-0. Benfica narrowly defeated Toluca at home 2-1. Karabag defeated Braga on the road 4-2. And Len picked up a scoreless draw with Freiburg. Yesterday, the second-lag matchups battle out, and we got some pretty intriguing results, if I'm going to be honest. Uh, The website format of it does not tell the full tale of the story, if I'm going to be honest, because there was a lot of tiebreakers and chaos and everything. So we're going to pull up here to much more accurately kind of see what happened. So first of all, we're looking at yesterday's matches. Yesterday, very, very busy, very busy. We had Freiburg narrowly defeat Len at home 3-2 to advance after extra time on a 3-2 aggregate. Braga narrowly defeated Karabag on the road 3-2. However, Karabag still advanced on a 6-5 aggregate. Um, Rene narrowly defeated Milan at home 3-2. However, it was Milan advancing 5-3 on the aggregate. Toulouse and Benfica picked up the scoreless draw. However, Benfica advanced 2-1 on the aggregate. Marseille defeated Shakhtar Donetsk at home 3-1 to advance 5-3. Feyenoord and Roma ended in a one-all draw and went to penalties with Roma advancing 4-2 on penalties to the next round. Sparta-Prague then handily defeated Galatasaray at home 4-1 to advance on a 6-4 aggregate, and Sporting picked up a 1-all draw with BSC Young Boys to advance on the aggregate 4-2. So that wrapped up the round of 32. The round of 16, the chaos of that, will actually kick off on the 6th of March, the same week that that Champions League action will continue. And so we'll, of course, keep you posted on those results as we come to them. And so now we're going to talk about the top club action here in Gronkakaf. The Gronkakaf Champions Cup uh, officially rebranded very recently, actually. We're in a very busy round one, as it currently stands. Uh, Round one kicked off all the way back on the 6th of February. I really do apologize for... Completely forgetting about this. Like, my brain completely deleted the Champions Cup from my memory. I, It's kind of an important competition, I'm being honest. But also, it's very easy to forget about given comparison to, like, the UEFA Champions League. So, first of all, round one kicked off on the 6th of February with Monterrey handily defeating Comunicaciones on the road 4-1. And Real Esteli upsetting America at home 2-1. Then on Wednesday the 7th. We had Toluca narrowly defeat Club Sport Herediano on the road 2-1. Chivas defeat Forge of Canada on the road 3-1. And Vancouver Whitecaps picking up a 1-0 draw with Tigres. On Tuesday in the return matches on the 13th, Chivas defeated, narrowly defeated Forge at home 2-1 to advance on the aggregate of 5-2. Tigres then handily defeated Vancouver Whitecaps on Wednesday on Valentine's Day 3-0 at home to advance on the aggregate of 4-2. To one, Then America came back at home against Real Esteli, 2-0 victory, in order to advance on an aggregate of 3-2-2. Then on Thursday the 15th, Gloop Sport Herediano narrowly defeated Toluca on the road 3-2. And actually, did that result in Toluca getting uh, eliminated? I believe it did. Let me double check. Um, yeah, that resulted in Toluca getting eliminated due to the brutality of away goals because it was a 4-all aggregate as a result. But away goals undid Toluca there, so a tough result there for Toluca. They actually got upset by Herediano. They advanced to the second round, staying alive here in the CONCACAF Champions Cup. I just had to double check because, again, the formatting on the website, for whatever reason, just doesn't like to include the actual beef of the whole aggregates. And so, you have to double-check and make sure that you're, you know, properly can tell whether or not a team has been eliminated or not. Um, then, later on that same day, Thursday, the 15th of February, Monterey uh, handily defeat comunicaciones 7-1 aggregate and no, you know, no competition there. Round 1 still isn't over. This is a long round 1. The CONCACAF Champions Cup is insanity, I'm going to be honest. So now... We have another bout of first-leg, you know, second-leg chaos going on. They actually kicked off on Tuesday of this week. So first of all, we saw St. Louis City narrowly defeating Houston Dynamo, so an MLS matchup, at home 2-1. And Philadelphia Union narrowly defeated Deportivo Saprissa on the road 3-2. Wednesday, New England Revolution narrowly narrowly defeated Independiente de la Chorrera on the road 1-0. And Orlando City handily defeated Cavalry of Canada on the road, 3-0. Yesterday, the first leg matchups finally ended, with Nashville handily defeating Mocha on the road, 3-0, and Cincinnati defeating Cavalier on the road, 2-0. The return leg matchups will all take place next week and will be, thankfully, freed from this first round of chaos. Next Tuesday, will kick it off with Orlando City taking on Cavalry at 4 o'clock, Philadelphia Union taking on Deportivo Saprissa at 6-15, and Houston Dynamo versus St. Louis City at 8.30. On Wednesday, we're going to see Cincinnati take on Cavalier at 5, and Nashville take on Mocha at 7.15. Next Thursday, the 29th, it'll be New England Revolution taking on Independiente de la Torrera at home, 6.15 kickoff, to gracefully end match round one of this tournament. Please, <laughs> please end this. Um, we'll then finally get into the round of 16, which will actually happen on the same week, that the UEFA Champions League and Europa League both come back into action. That's going to be some tough competition there. But we'll, of course, see how the remaining of the bracket kind of fills out because there's a lot of chaos left to be seen. My goodness. But, yeah, CONCACAF Champions Cup, I'm sorry for missing out on you. I'm going to be honest. I think a lot of us forgot it existed for a hot minute. They rebranded, and it's, also, it's just not as prestigious as the UEFA ones, we're going to be honest. But, hey. Might as well talk about it. I did declare that this podcast is dedicated to like mostly like the Mexican and U.S. leagues, and hey, Mexican and U.S. teams play in this one, so might as well give it the shout out it deserves. So now, moving on, we're finally, finally here at the women's international break. We're talking Concacaf Women's Gold Cup, the top flight, and the UEFA Nations League A. We're not going to talk about the lower ones. I'm sorry, I, I, I'm just not going to talk about all that chaos. Uh, We're talking about the top levels battling it out for some silverware. So first of all, the CONCACAF Women's Gold Cup is currently in the group stage. It opened up on Tuesday of this week with a good set of matches. So first game of the group stage. First of all, we saw on Tuesday, Mexico picking up a scoreless draw with Argentina. And then the United States absolutely blowing out the Dominican Republic 5-0. That was your Group A games. On Wednesday, our Group B games, they had Colombia destroying Panama on the road, Panama, 6-0. Not really on the road, they're on the U.S. neutral site. And then Brazil narrowly defeated Puerto Rico 1-0. Yesterday, we then saw Paraguay narrowly defeat Costa Rica, and Canada completely destroy El Salvador 6-0. So now the second round of the group stage kicks off today. Group A, we're going to see the Dominican Republic take on Mexico at 5.30, and Argentina take on the United States at 8.15. Tomorrow, Group B, will see Puerto Rico take on Panama at 5.30, and Colombia take on Brazil, a South American rivalry there, at 8.15. Then on Sunday, to wrap up the second round of the group stage, it'll be Paraguay versus Canada at 3 o'clock, and El Salvador versus Costa Rica at 6.00. The third round of the group stage will then kick off on Monday with Argentina versus the Dominican Republic at 5. And then an age-old North American rivalry bout, the United States versus Mexico at 8.15, prime time action on Monday night. This is the Monday night football we live for, or at least I live for. This should be a fun one, I'm going to be honest. That's going to be a good one. Tuesday, we'll then see Colombia take on Puerto Rico at 5, and Brazil take on Panama at 8.15. On Wednesday, to wrap up the group stage, it'll be Canada versus Costa Rica at four, and Paraguay versus El Salvador at seven. That'll be group C's. And then we'll be off into the quarterfinals, which will happen actually next week, obviously, of course, after the groups have been determined because there's still a lot of action. Two games, two whole games for each group. But here's how the groups stand after only one match. Group A, it's the United States on top with three points. Argentina and Mexico are tied with one point apiece. Um fighting out for that second automatic next round spot. Um, The third-place team in each group has the possibility to qualify because, after all, there's only three groups. Um, That's only 12 teams. And then, of course, for a quarterfinals, you know, three groups, it's only six teams, so you need two teams to round out your quarterfinals. So the top two teams, the top two third-place teams will advance. Um, So Mexico sits in third spot, and Dominican-Republican last with zero points. In Group B, it's Colombia and Brazil actually tied with three points, with Colombia ahead on goal differential for Group B, with Puerto Rico just ahead of Panama on goal differential, zero points apiece uh, for that third place spot. And then Group C, it's Canada and Paraguay leading the group with three points, goal differential divide them. Then Costa Rica in the third spot and El Salvador in the knockout the knockout spot. Uh, If the groups ended today, for whatever reason, it would be Mexico and either Puerto Rico or Costa Rica. Moving on, um, we're obviously going to see you, of course, in the next week. Should be good. Um, I'm looking forward to it. We'll see what happens. Moving on now to the UEFA Nations League Championship. We have two games in progress because it's the semifinals already. So the semifinals right now have France taking on Germany and Spain taking on the Netherlands. Those games are currently in progress. It's France leading 2-0 right now on Germany and Spain leading the Netherlands 3-0. Both teams, both games are actually pretty far in. It's a 76th minute for the France-Germany match, that classic rivalry, and the 79th minute for the Spain-Netherlands match. That game will be ending. Both of those games will be ending soon. We'll see what happens there. Of course, we'll talk about it next week when we get results. Um, the bronze final will be taking place on this coming Wednesday at 11 in the morning. Could be fun there. And then the actual final will also be taking place on Wednesday, the 28th, at 12.45 between the two winners. And then, you know, that'll be the end of the, Women's UEFA, the UEFA Nations League. Women should be pretty fun. Uh I've gotten through it. The marathon is over, but... Yeah, a lot of action. A lot of action that I needed to catch up on. Of course, I did also miss last week's episode, which was on me. Got a lot busier. It was a very busy week. Um... Happy to be back into it once again here at the University of Arizona, Camp Student Radio's wonderful little production booth here. So it's good to be back, good to be talking about football. I know it was a very, it was a very kind of speedy one right now, but hey, you know, only got so much time. And also there's a lot of stuff to have been talked about. I'm glad I was able to talk a lot about it. We're going to be able to have a much more calmer one next week, thanks to the fact that, of course, the UEFA Champions League and Europa Leagues will be on break. Uh, we'll definitely keep talking about the Champions Cup. Um, and all of that other good stuff. But, you know, of course, keep talking about Mexico. I'm so looking forward to the fact that US leagues are coming back soon. USL Championship, NWSL, USL One are going to be back quite soon. I'm going to have to unfortunately say goodbye to the Bundesliga, but we'll see that when it happens. Um, but I'm looking forward to the chaos here. Champions Cup is kind of funny. I'm also really looking forward to see how the CONCACAF uh, Gold Cup goes because that's pretty exciting, to be honest hey, later in this year, we also got the Copa America, which should be fun. So this is going to be a fun year for some football. So I should be back next week with another episode. So once again, I'd like to thank you all for tuning in to this one. This has been another episode of It's Football, Not Soccer. This is your host, Daniel is signing off. And I'll see you all next week. Kicking off March in style.